The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I am the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips, and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming to you two times per week. I'd also love your feedback, so go ahead and leave a review if you are finding these episodes helpful. I would be so grateful. Today I thought we'd just do like a get to know me, answer some of your questions from Instagram and emails and DMs which is Instagram. I feel like I never did a get to know me episode or like a launch episode, you know, I just kind of started putting podcasts and blogs out to the world. I've obviously introduced myself, I've shared a lot of personal information, but I want to take the time to answer your questions and get really specific. First of all, thank you to everyone for all of your questions. I appreciate you taking the time to write to me. When I was going through your questions, I noticed that a lot of them were about my personal life and others were great questions that kind of had to do with my personal life, but that you can apply to your own life. If I don't answer your specific question today, it's because I'm saving it for another episode. So with that being said, I hope you find this very valuable and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sydney. I'm the founder and creator of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com. Like I said, I never really did a launch episode or like a get to know me episode. So instead, now that you know me, I want to answer some of your questions. So thank you again for submitting your questions, emailing them to me, DMing me, and for always reaching out. I really do appreciate all of your support and I'm always here to help. I just hope to be that resource that you look to when you want to get inspired. And I'm really just out here to make a difference. So and empower people. So some of these questions are really personal. But the point of this podcast and this resource that I'm building is to be real vulnerable and tell you guys how it is. So I want to bring more reality into this world. So let's get started with these questions. So Marlena said, hi, Sydney, I've really been enjoying She Did It. Thanks for being so open. I really do feel like I'm talking to one of my closest friends. What is the toughest part of having your own podcast? Hi, Marlena. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to hear that you're enjoying these episodes. First of all, I put a lot of time, thought and effort into making them as valuable as possible. The toughest part about having my own podcast um, is probably hearing my own voice. I never would have thought in a million years that I would have my own podcast because I'm so quiet. I'm such an introvert. Um, I also can't stand to hear my own voice. So like I just didn't picture it. And when I launched my, my podcast, you know, I, when I launched like each episode, I'm saying I listen to it while it's being edited But once it's scheduled, I'll never listen to it again. And like when I first launched my podcast, like I would just listen to it over and over and it would drive me crazy, which is what I was going to say before because I was like so paranoid about my own voice. Um, But now I just, you know, I listen while it's being edited and once it's scheduled and it goes out, I just promote it and I try not to listen and I just know that I'm giving value. I know that it sounded good during the editing process, like the the topics that I was talking about. It's just my voice that I can't stand. Um, 
But I know a lot of people can relate to that part. It's like kind of weird hearing your own voice. It doesn't actually sound like what you think you sound like. So, but you know, I really enjoy recording them. Like if I have an idea or something valuable to share, I jump right on and record. I'm actually obsessed. I was just talking to my mom about this. And, you know, I love the idea of audio. I listen to tons of podcasts myself. We can listen to this while we're working out, which I do every day, um, you know, driving in the car on our way to a meeting in the shower, you know, there's like little speakers you can put in the shower or like surround sound, which we have. And I'm always playing a podcast. It's just easy. Like audio is the future. It's just convenient because we're all about multitasking getting a lot of shit done right so you know nothing about the podcast though is really tough I enjoy it but struggle with hearing my own voice and I actually just want to end this with one thing though when you do something that you're passionate about there will there will most likely be like one or two things that are challenging but that's growth that's how you grow I mean, you're not always going to love every aspect but you'll love the majority and so it's like it's worth it and you enjoy it So thank you again for asking that question. Kate asked, how long have you and Pedro been together and what is your biggest argument? Hi, Kate. Thank you for the question. Pedro and I have been together for almost five years now. Um, Our biggest argument is probably the sheets. I feel like I've talked about this one before um, because it's a It's an argument, but it's a joke. Uh, We've sleep very differently. So let me explain this like kind of briefly. A lot of you will probably think that we are absolutely ridiculous. Actually, I don't think I'm the one that's ridiculous. I actually think it's Pedro that's that's kind of ridiculous with this. But, you know, just my personal opinion. When I sleep at night, you know how like you're you're laying in bed, like you turn over if you have the sheets and maybe like you kind of bring some of the sheets over with you when you turn to the side. Well, that drives Pedro crazy because when he sleeps, he sleeps like literally laying flat with the sheets perfectly like folded over and tucked in. And when he claims that when he turns over in his sleep, he subconsciously wakes up, picks up the sheets, turns, puts them down and then goes back to sleep. Honestly, like I don't understand it. So every day he's like, Sydney, the sheets are fucked up. Like you need to like work on this. And I'm like, if I could control what I do in my sleep, I would be a billionaire. Uh, but I can't yet. So I try my best to work on these sheets. I make the bed every day. Um, but it's been a constant argument for our, most of our relationships. So that is our biggest argument. We don't really argue that much, but it's usually about little things like he's also really messy. Um, so, you know, we, we compromise a lot. Like I'm really bad with technology, shockingly, even though I own a marketing agency, it's just not my thing. Um, and so, you know, we compromise, you know, I'll clean up and he handles the technology stuff. Cause like, he'd get really frustrated. Like Sydney, why can't you work Alexa? Why don't you get it? And I'm like, cause I don't like her. Like, it's just like one of those things. So, uh, those are probably our biggest arguments. So thank you so much, Kate, for asking. Julie asked, um, when did you start getting specific with your routines? Hi, Julie. That's a really good question. Also, I started forming better habits and trying out different routines, I would say, in college. I started really simple. I made to-do lists every day. And even though I was in school, you know, I didn't have like a career yet, I would, you know, make the bed every morning and try to start the every single day the same. It was one step at a time. And that first step was just creating that to-do list and putting you know, little tasks on that to-do list just to check it off, just to check things off and get in the habit of checking things off and feeling what it feels like, you know, it's like kind of like that sense of accomplishment, right? 
So that is how I did it. That is when I did it. And so if you're looking to get into better routines, I would just start with one one small thing that's attainable for you. Um, for me, that was the to-do list and it really helped get me organized, structured, and I highly recommend it. So thank you, Julie, for asking. Uh, Leonie said, how did you get comfortable going outside of your comfort zone? Thank you. That's a great question, first of all, Leonie. And I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, there's actually a Instagram, uh, like fashion Instagram girl, stylist. I don't know. She, maybe she's a model too. And I think her name is Leonie also, but I don't even know if it's pronounced Leonie. So I, I apologize if I'm doing that wrong, but I appreciate you asking the question. Um, how did I go get uncomfortable going outside of my comfort zone? It's uncomfortable. It doesn't matter. That's the thing. Like anything worth having might require you to do things that make you uncomfortable. And the more that you get outside of your comfort zone, the more that you gain from doing it, the more confidence you'll have. But I can't say that it gets any easier. You know, your comfort zone is called your comfort zone for a reason. And if you think about it, your comfort zone won't lead you to where you want to be because it forces you to hold yourself back. So what helps me to feel more comfortable when I'm outside of my comfort zone is to keep that thought in mind. So I would definitely write that down. Just remember that staying inside of your comfort zone actually holds you back. And the only way to get to the other side is just to do it. And that's like, that's my mentality. No excuses. Sometimes things have got to get done and that is how I do it. So thank you, Leonie, for asking. Um, Sarah asked, when did you overcome your eating disorder? Hi, Sarah. That's a really good question, too. Thank you for asking. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this topic. Um, eating disorders and body image, it's not really discussed as much as I'd like it to be discussed. Um, but that's why we're talking about it, right? And that's why I'm open about it. So I overcame it, I would say, a few years ago. Um, I was 20, so I'm 25 now, so it's a little more than a few, so five years ago. You know, I really take care of myself now. I try my best. Self-care is my priority. It's also my business, my brand, what I do. But I'd be lying if I said, you know, that the negative self-talk doesn't appear every so often. Like I'll find myself saying like, oh my God, do I look fat? Do I look fat? Do I look ugly? Like how does that, you know, when I get dressed, you know, I do catch myself doing those things and it's significantly improved. The difference now is that it just doesn't control my life. You know, it used to control every single day and now I might have a bad day like once a month or every so often. It's it's very rare. I would say I started to really make the change when I moved to Florida. So when I was 20, I started working on myself more and more every day and more than I ever had. And I, I just truly wanted to grow. And I also work on mindfulness so that I can catch myself when I start speaking negatively to myself. It's a work in progress, but you know, it's all about self-love, self-care. And like I said, being mindful. And this actually goes back to like routines and um, things like that to help me build up my confidence. Because at the end of the day, an eating disorder is not about the food. It's not about the weight. It's a, a control thing. It's a deeper issue. So, you know, taking care of yourself will help you to understand yourself better. And that is how I kind of worked through it. So I know your question was just when did you overcome your eating disorder? But I feel like this is a topic that needs to be discussed. And um, it will be discussed actually on future episodes, I'm going to be talking about body image and eating disorders for anyone who's interested in giving tips on how to overcome it and how to, you know, learn to love ourselves. And I have a really, really special guest coming on the episode for on the podcast for that episode and I'm very excited so stay tuned and so make sure you're subscribed so you get the notification when it's out or follow me on social media if you're not into subscribing to things because I totally get it um so thank you Sarah 
Kimberly asked, do you have any siblings? Yes, I have a younger brother, Justin. He's two years younger than me. He went to Boulder in Colorado for college, and he now lives in Chicago. We think that he'll maybe move to Miami one day. My parents are probably hoping no because they're still in Chicago, but you never know. Um, but yeah, I just have one sibling, and that is it. So thank you, Kimberly, for asking. I feel like a lot of people don't don't ask about my family, so now you guys know a little bit about my family. <laughs> uh, Maria asked, how did you respond to bullies and how long were you bullied for? Hi, Maria. Thank you for asking. That's a really, really good question too. Um, I didn't respond to bullies when I was younger because I was super shy. As I got older, I did start speaking up, but it didn't help and I didn't always speak up in the right way. Um, I just didn't, I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know what to say and I just kind of let people walk all over me. And it stopped my senior year of high school, I would say. And I will say that bullying affected my communication skills and self-worth. This is something that I do work on to this day, every single day. When I was in college, I had an incident. It's, it's not bullying. So I just want to state that now it's not bullying. College was a fresh start for me. But I want to give you an example of my communication and how negative situations affected me because of bullying. I would basically take it out on myself. Now, I'm not a victim. I don't believe I'm a victim. I don't have that mentality and I'm grateful for bullying, as weird as that sounds, because it led me to doing what I love and being able to share this insight with you guys and make a difference in someone else's life. So it's my responsibility to improve myself, to become the best version of me. But before I knew how to do that, this is kind of what went down. And you know, even before when I, I never had that victim mentality, I just didn't know like how to like work on myself. Like I took responsibility for how I was feeling. Um, I just didn't know until, you know, later in life, which I'm still working on. So anyways, this is the example. Again, it's not a bullying example, but it's a negative situation that I responded poorly to because of my lack of communication and fear of being abandoned. So I just didn't know how to communicate my feelings. You know, if you're being bullied and you're constantly like silenced and you just don't know what to say and it's like you're always made fun of, it's like you're communicating, you get nervous, right? So here's the situation. It was my birthday, my freshman year of college. I'm not a big birthday person, but a few of my closest friends at school wanted to take me out to dinner. And I have to say, I actually had a lot of good friends at University of Arizona, some I'm still really good friends with today. And, you know, when people started finding out it was my birthday, because I didn't tell anyone, uh, and that I didn't invite everyone to the dinner, they felt bad. So, you know, it was just supposed to be me and five of my closest friends and it turned out to be like 30 people, which was a little overwhelming for me. I mean, whatever. It felt good that they all wanted to celebrate with me. It was actually kind of nice for a change. But at that time, I was also really sick. I had gallstones and I didn't know. So I was in and out of the hospital like all the time, like very, very often, like calling 911. Um, the night of my birthday, I started feeling really sick and I had a gallbladder attack which basically feels like you're having a heart attack. You can't breathe. They say it's almost as painful as childbirth. It was miserable. I, I thought I was dying, but I didn't know what it was for months because when I would go to the hospital in Tucson, they would tell me I had severe acid reflux. And so I would literally go like and get like Alka-Seltzer and put it in my water and drink it like and take Tums and do all these things, but nothing would work. And they didn't tell me to stay away from like fatty foods. They were like, yeah, just stay away from acidic foods. Nothing was working. They didn't know. So, you know, until I actually went to a doctor in Chicago, that's when I found out I had 50, five, zero gallstones. So anyways, 
About an hour before my birthday dinner, I had to cancel because I was so, so sick. So I sent a group text to everyone. I like, I couldn't pick up the phone because I just, I couldn't, you can't breathe. Like it's like a horrible feeling. And I was actually getting ready at this time too. Like I was dressed, I was like finishing my makeup and I, it, I felt it. The response that I got was so negative from my quote unquote friends that like, I honestly, I, I still to this day don't even know what to say about it. My closest friends were extremely understanding and there for me. Um, everyone else said that I ruined their night. They scheduled in these plans and they questioned my friendship. So that was pretty hurtful. Um, my reaction was to lock myself in my dorm room, not respond. And I basically just cried all night at the time, aside from my gallbladder attack and before I ended up in the hospital. And at the time... Sorry, Pedro, for this if you're listening. I was talking to this guy and he came over to make sure I was okay. Like he, he came over to my dorm room and a few of my friends who were being really negative friends, quote unquote, knocked on the door just to probably see how I was doing and before they went out and they saw the guy and assumed that I canceled to be with this guy, which was absolutely false. I would never do that. That is so stupid. This guy was also supposed to come to the dinner. So it, it was not about that at all. He was just making sure I was okay, like my other friends. So basically, I felt like I was dying uh, because of the gallstones. But in, in, in this moment, I also felt like I hit rock bottom. And like I said, I ended up in the hospital the night of my birthday, I was just so sick. And I never to this day communicated it to people. Um, I basically punished myself for it by not eating or telling myself that I was worthless. I ended up cutting people off. That's something that would end up happening because of my lack of communications. Communication, you know, I got more and more angry and that's how I would react to negative situations and part of the reason why I push people away instead of just talking. So to answer your question, I didn't respond to bullies. I let it build up and then really struggled as I got older. I still struggle with it, but it's better. Recently, I've struggled with it a little bit more because I've I've just been through a lot in this last year, but I'm mindful and that's the truth and I'm working on it and always trying to improve myself. So um, I hope that answered your question a little bit and gave you a little bit of insight and value. And if you are being bullied, if you've been bullied, if you bully yourself, I hope that this is kind of, you're kind of learning from my lessons and experiences and applying it to your own life. So Kira said... Thanks, Sydney, for your podcast. You really inspired me to work on my daily routines and take more time for me whenever I can. I'm still in college but started a graphic design business and I'm really struggling with putting myself out there. I want to market myself through videos and get involved in my community, but my anxiety gets the best of me. How do I force myself to do these things with my anxiety? That is a good question too. I feel like I'm always taking a deep breath before these questions because I actually don't have notes on these questions. I just kind of like I picked the questions and I was like, let's record this now. <laughs> so hi, Kira. Thank you so much. That is a great question. Um, first of all, I can totally relate. I have pretty bad anxiety myself. At the end of the day, the truth is that you just need to power through and have that mindset. It's a mindset shift. Uh, the only way to get what you really want is to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. It's really not easy but it will actually give you the confidence and it will help you to become more comfortable. The more that you do something, the more comfortable it becomes. And something that really helps me with video, for example, is to just do practice videos. You know, I can give this advice. I own a marketing firm. I also, you know, do record videos every so often myself. But when you, you could record yourself and, you know, say what you want to say and then just keep doing it over and over and over again. It's basically exposure therapy and you'll become comfortable. 
in regards, and it might not be comfortable at first, but the more you put it out there, the more responses you get, you know, you'll become more comfortable. And I don't know where your anxiety stems from, but like for me personally, I'm afraid of video because of judgment or like, just like, I'm afraid like, oh my God, I look terrible. It's like my own insecurities, but like we got to move past that and focus on the big picture. Like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Because, you know, there's it just you have to like get we have to get over that and I know that's like kind of a harsh statement but that's what I tell myself because if I really want something I have to shift my mindset so it's something that I have to work on it's not something that I'm just telling you like get over because I can totally relate it's just like it's something we need to work on our mindset and just doing things that make us uncomfortable to help us build that confidence to become more comfortable um, so your other question in regards to, you know, events or getting involved in the community, challenge yourself. That would be my suggestion. Start small, go to one event or a community event per month, then two per month, then three per month. The more you do it, like anything else, the easier it will become. And to deal with anxiety, try, you know, like I'm, I'm big on preparation. So it's like, yeah, it's great to like keep doing these things repetitively and it will definitely help. But like I'm also big on like preparing and like working on ourselves internally in the meantime too because that's just going to help us overall in general. So I would suggest trying meditation, use the app Headspace um, and journaling has been a game changer for me. I also like listening to calming sounds like the waves if I'm anxious or as silly as this sounds, listen to, um, I'm sorry, as silly as this sounds, uh, use play-doh I know this sounds like really childish but like having something in my hands makes a big difference and definitely reduces anxiety I like sometimes if I'm recording a podcast for example and it's on a tough subject um I'll have play-doh in my hands just because it helps me get through and it like I don't know it almost prevents a panic attack I can't explain it you just have to try it it's kind of like drawing you just have to try it um So I hope that that answered your question, Kira, and I really appreciate you asking. So, all right, I'm going to cut off the questions here because I don't want to lose you guys or your attention. So let me know what you thought of this Q&A episode. I would love your feedback. If you want me to do more of these, just shoot me an email and I'd be happy to answer your questions. So thank you all so much again for listening to another episode of the She Did It podcast. Try to challenge yourself today to do something outside of your comfort zone and I will see you all next time. Bye everyone.